Welcome to the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. In this episode, Jeremy discusses his recent trip to Poland, tries High West Campfire, tells stories of salmon and misery, and much else in this episode five of the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. Hey there, you bunch of backyardigans. How y'all are? Your backyard friends, the backyard Backyardigans. You can't see it, but I'm doing jazz hands with that. Because we're getting zazzy. Sorry, if you if you don't listen to this podcast more than once, sorry. That we, we don't normally do that. <laughs> it's fabulous. Hey, welcome back to the show where we're always sipping corn and spilling tea. How's your summer? It's been crazy around our place, as I'm sure it's been wherever you are. It has been more than a month since our last podcast, and that's simply because my schedule is nuts as of late. You know, last year I think I did 36, 37 podcasts, something like that, for season one, or our inaugural season, not knowing if it would get to the second season, which somehow it did. You know why? Because you, the listener, had no input on that at all. I just decided I'm doing it. Yeah. You, the listener. You poor listener. All three of you out there. Um, anyway, work has been absolutely crazy, which is a good thing. Um, but, you know, I, I did 36, 37 podcasts, something like that. That's a podcast like every two weeks last year. We're going to be lucky to do 12 this year. Um... So it'd be okay with me if work would slow down just a bit. I traveled to Poland again this summer to play with the uh, cover band I'm in. This time we played a lot more venues, went to more cities, played out on the street in Łódź, uh, a square, a town square in Pietrakov, um, which we did last year. We did it again this year, and even played in a psych ward, which was intense to say the least. It was. Uh, Incredible. Actually, one of those moments you know as you're in that moment, you'll know you'll never forget it. We only had a, an acoustic guitar, some tambourines for that show, and our voices. Didn't speak a word of Polish, but the tears were just streaming down the people's faces there. Um, they enjoyed not only the music, but the fact that people actually spent time to come visit them. In Poland, people with mental health issues are kind of looked down upon, and uh, most of the folks in this hospital don't get very many visitors, even from their own families. So we visited them and sang some songs for them, and honestly, it was one of our best performances. Um, we don't normally do an acoustic set like that, and luckily, thank God, it came off great. Um, the music, you could hear it going up and down the hall. So even in the small room we were in, it wasn't just located just to that. It was, it, it went all up and down that hospital. And let me tell you, it was like a true communist era style hospital, like the old 1950s style beds. There were four beds to a room in some rooms. Um, wow. It was, it was overwhelming. Um, one of the guests, quote-unquote, there at the psych ward said the, uh, the funniest thing. Um, when we were, we were getting done, we were ready to leave, and um, he was in the front row, huge guy. And he kept talking to the translator, a good friend of ours there, and 
I couldn't tell if he was like heckling us as we were as we were playing because sometimes while we were playing he was still talking and he was just this massive guy and he wasn't heckling us at all he was just so happy to hear us play and he was hilarious and and he said this as we were leaving he said if it wasn't for the Russians we would have been friends years ago that is the funniest thing. Um, they were incredibly gracious and nice to us there. In fact, everywhere we went and played, the people were incredibly nice. I never thought of going to Poland. Just didn't seem like a place I'd want to go. And now I've been there twice. Hmm. Excuse me while I take partake in a beverage. Um, I think part of the whole Poland mystique or just me not wanting to go there was... Growing up in the 80s, any images I'd see of Poland, or really any communist-controlled country, showed it for what it was. is cold, gray, industrial, communistic. That doesn't exactly excite a young boy to travel there, you know? Especially when it's February in Colorado and everything's brown and still got traces of snow and you got another couple months of snow coming at you. Thinking about going someplace even colder and more drab. No, thank you. So, um, boy, do I have a love for that place now, though. It's just very special. It's beautiful. It's kind of, speaking of Colorado, it's kind of like Colorado um, Front Range. It doesn't have the mountains close, but it does have mountains. I've just never visited a town that has them so close I could see them. Um, but very special place. Very special people incredibly rich history that I knew nothing about. Um, but if you ever have the chance to go, go. You definitely won't regret it. Um, my only complaint during the trip, uh, well, both trips actually, would be that bourbon is nowhere near the top of the list of anything they prefer to drink. Beer? Absolutely. Wine? You got it. Lukewarm water with gas? What they call soda water, or what we call Soda water? Um, yeah, every meal. No ice. Pretty much all drinks other than beer are just lukewarm. But bourbon? Whiskey? Here's the thing. They have it at every bar. Jack Daniels, as per usual, it's there. Wild Turkey 101, one of my favorites. If not my favorite, there. Even saw Woodford Reserve there. But after playing and visiting over two dozen bars and pubs there, I've had exactly two drinks total. Spent close to a month in Poland, two drinks total. Um, promptness isn't exactly a valued commodity there, kind of due to the whole communist upbringing, not understanding competing for things, not understanding customer service, you know what I'm saying? But especially not when they don't understand why you're drinking this brown Kentucky water. In fact, I'm pretty sure the, the 750 milliliter bottle of uh, Wild Turkey 101 that I finally got to partake in had been undisturbed for quite some time there. So I got a few looks as if I was drinking liquid magma. Liquid magma. And that kind of made me feel like a superhero. <sighs> Speaking of bourbon, of that liquid gold, of that Kentucky brown water, this episode, Suburban, is not really a bourbon. It's a blend 
of whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. It's Campfire by the High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. And that version, according to their website, is, quote, a blend of bourbon, rye, and peated scotch whiskey, ranging in age from four to eight years old. It goes on to say, quote, The peated scotch whiskey in this blend offers a delightful smoky note reminiscent of a campfire. It is also best enjoyed around a blazing campfire to warm up, wind down your day, share stories, and deepen friendships. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, to be sure. In fact, my old roommates, some of whom actually listen to this show, shout out to my buddy Jay King. Anyway, my old roommates and I would camp all the time in Colorado. All the time. And they are some of the best memories I have. We wouldn't have been classy enough or rich enough or decent enough, I don't know, to purchase this high dollar hooch. But I appreciate the sentiment. Normally it was uh, ice-cold beer that we thought would taste wonderful around a campfire, except for we forgot we lived in Colorado, as we had our whole lives, and uh, got up there. And um, it was 50 degrees, 40 degrees, 30 degrees in April at night. You're not going to want to drink cold beer. At any rate, where am I going? This. Uh, campfire. 46% ABV. Average alcohol by volume. So uh, 92 proof. I almost got tied up on that uh, acronym. He's tied up on the acronym. Hold on. Um, very highly rated this campfire by scores of people who know way more than I do. And I can verify the smoky campfire taste and fragrance. That comes across immediately. Strong from the outset. I really like the bottle style. Super cool. Made Old West style. The bubbles are trapped in the glass and all. They certainly know their vision of their product. Um, as far as taste goes, I wasn't a big fan myself. Um, I'm not a huge fan of scotch. Let me, let me take a sip here. And yes, I can hear eyes rolling as I was drinking um, a certain particular Kentucky favorite. Um, not the campfire, but uh, I can hear your eyes rolling all across the world when I say I don't like scotch. I'm sure that makes me some kind of knuckle dragon cretin. Neither high breeding nor moral compass to correct my distaste for the finer things in life. Whatever. What can I say? I just like the taste of bourbon. I'm an American. I like football. I like corn. I like bourbon. I don't like licking moss off a rock. This was some very peaty stuff, folks. Too much for my taste. Now, you may enjoy it, and that's absolutely your decision. I tried it on the rocks. I tried it with a little water. I tried it neat. Wasn't mine. Wasn't, wasn't for me. Now, if it's the only thing in the cupboard, ah, pour me a glass, but uh, otherwise... No, thank you. So that brings up the question, especially for you, the bourbon drinkers of America. What are your thoughts on scotch? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Can't care less about it? My brother, he likes scotch. He's given me a glass of uh, 20, 25-year-old McKellen. I, I was like, okay, can I just get through this and get to the bourbon, please? 
All I get is moss. Wet moss, folks. Oh, and hot kerosene fire down my throat. Wet, hot kerosene moss. Tasty. It just doesn't get smooth or tasty or enjoyable, no matter how long it sits, no matter how long I'm sipping it. Now, why is this the case? This Why is this not the case with bourbon? Well, for one thing, I don't know. For another, it's bourbon. And as you may remember from earlier, I like that. You know, a similar thing happened a long time ago when our neighbors came back from Alaska. Um, this girl that lived next to us, she used to babysit me and my brother. And uh, her parents came back from Alaska. She may have gone with them. Um, but she brought us over to her house and she's babysitting us one night. Um, parents came back from Alaska, fresh caught Alaskan salmon. <laughs> As Brian Regan says, horrific. Mm, excruciating. Would rather have shards of glass in my eyes. Um, I hear fresh caught salmon is as good as it gets, and I can't stand it at all. In fact, at my neighbor's house, when they gave me a bite, they, I was forced to try it. And I just kept it in my mouth. I'm trying not to gag. I'm like, this is good. Can I use your restroom? And I spit it out in the toilet. I'm classy like that. I'm sure they could tell because the bathroom was right off the dining room table. But this is a long time ago, like Tuesday. No, actually years ago. But the point is, you like what you like, and there's no reasoning or debating with your taste buds. So I was a uh, no on the campfire, but I'll see, certainly keep it on the shelf for my scotch-drinking brothers, um, should they show up. Okay, that's about it. If you've had the campfire, let me know about it. Let me know what you think. Do you like it? Do you hate it? You're not a big fan of it. You're ambivalent. Your other syllables, synonyms, there's an S word in there somewhere. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Again, if you have any comments on our program or the pictures and videos we provide, please drop us a line at backyardbourbonbroadcast at gmail.com or find us on the interwebs or social media. We're on Instagram at backyardbourbonbroadcast and on Twitter at bourbonsorry. Because Backyard Bourbon Broadcast couldn't fit on a Twitter handle. Once again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time on the next episode of the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. Love you, Liam.